This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Welcome back to the Water Table Podcast. I uh, wanted to do a harvest update similar to what we did last year, uh, kind of backed by popular demand, and have uh, Dylan Erickson on the phone. I think Dylan's out in the combine this morning or uh, getting ready to anyway for the day. And uh, Dylan just kind of wanted to touch base with you out in western Minnesota and see uh, how harvest is going so far in 2022. Hey, Jamie, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, I know we're, we're rolling right now this morning in the combine, and we got a shower rain yesterday kind of off and on kind of weird weather yesterday so both guys were kind of shut down but yeah for the most part your things were going pretty smooth uh both guys i would say earlier this week uh finished up soybeans are kind of wrapping that up and most guys are full go on on corn now and you know the soybeans we kind of kind of all over the board you know we had some, some light ground or some some ground that missed some shots of rain that were definitely you know in the in the lower lower yield range in the 40s, and then we had some fields that you could just field the field tell, you know, where you caught the right rain or the pocket of rain that you got, and, you know, they were up over 60 bushels. So, I mean, it's such a wide range and so variable, and even that so far in the corn, I mean, um, it's been more impressive than I, than I was expecting in the corn, but you just go from one end to the other, and it's just so variable across, you know, just you know, later planting dates and, uh, you know, soil condition maybe wasn't, perfect for planting in, in every spot of the field and um so it's just you're definitely seeing the, the variability across the field when you're going up and down so it's kind of interesting so far yeah i've been hearing the same thing through a lot of western and, and southwestern minnesota um just where where they caught the rain on the soybeans especially um you know some areas caught a pretty good rain real late august early september like around that labor day weekend time and uh and really some good yields i i know some ground that's not uh not ideal ground you know um, a lot of hills and and not the best soils and but got the rain and you know 58 bushel soybeans which is really good for that ground and and uh and then you hear of some other areas you know like you were talking to me about yesterday when we visited uh you know some some uh yields way down in the low 30s just were on good ground where they didn't get the rain yeah it's kind of crazy yeah, some some people are pretty happy with, with what's going on on soybeans, especially just because the, the not ideal ground is, is definitely performing well for them this year. And then the good ground maybe isn't as well, as good as they were expecting. It's just, yeah, it's kind of interesting how, uh, you know, how late things were planted for the most part and things kind of shook out. Um, but nonetheless, there's, there's still the body prices are still there for us a little bit and um, we're hanging in that way. So, so Dylan, you're, uh, you mentioned earlier, you're just kind of getting started on your corn harvest and uh, probably the first 25% or so in. Um, what are you seeing and what are your expectations the rest of the way out? Yeah, we're, uh, we're keeping combine some, some of our lighter stuff or the earlier stuff that we could get in, you know, some of our real tough ground that can be 100, you know, 50, 60 bushel corn. We're getting on 190, 200 bushel corn and even higher on the next stuff over even better, 210, 215. So if we can pull some yields on, on some of this ground here, I'm like pretty excited about what's to come for, the rest of the harvest, but yeah, moisture, you know, has been around that 15 to 18%. A lot of it's, you know, pretty early corn for 
for when we were, had it planted, you know, 93 to 96 day corn. Um, so we've been hauling a lot actually right to town, just not even monkeying with it and a lot of fit on corn to town. And so, yeah, if this is any tale for, for what's to come for the rest of the, the corn crop, I'm, I'm kind of excited about uh, what we could see. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, um, one thing just thinking of as you were, as you were talking there, um, your area, did you get in pretty late this spring, pretty late planting? Yeah, I think we planted one quarter, um, like the, the middle of May, but everything else was planted. We got, we got a hard rain and, uh, we didn't start. I think we planted everything in about a week and a half, but it was all in, you know, like the 25th of May, the 28th of May, kind of in that little, that week there, we pretty much slammed all the corn in and, and got it all on the ground. So yeah, fairly late planted and, and so soybeans were yeah. definitely get finished up, you know, the first week of June and, and same with the edibles kind of in, in the June planting date. Yeah. So we got, you know, we did up in, in Western Minnesota and a lot of areas in the Midwest that just some real ideal weather once, once we got it done, which was, which was a um, struggle getting it in the ground, but uh you know, just some ideal heat units and to get going here and have your soybeans done by mid October and, and, uh, you know, things continue and, and no rain, um, will be average if not early when you're, when you're done harvesting, uh, for 2022. So that's, that's yeah. pretty, pretty impressive. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of guys that are just really surprised at how we're getting things in the field rolling this way, but. You know, I, my grandpa made a point. He said it was 118 straight days of 70 degree weather or, um, or higher. Well, you can, I mean, that's been the last two years kind of the story is how many heat days we've had. And, and um, I think, you know, that just completely caught the crop up quite a bit and, you know, and caught us up that way. And, and it, that's what makes, that's what's making corn. And what for us out here, I mean, the last two years have been some of our better consistent, you know, yields across the corn so far and with the start this year. It's going to be pretty good. You had a good year last year. Um, you know, what do you, as a young farmer and, and thinking about the future, what are you thinking about for next year? I know there's a lot going on in agriculture with, uh, you know, high commodities, but high land prices, you know, high inputs, they keep going up and, um, you know, what's your, what's your kind of outlook and how are you, how are you feeling about, uh, moving into the future? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I got most of my inputs other than like the seed, you know, is going to go up that 10%, 15% the, as far as selling seed myself. And, um, as far as fertilizer, I've got a, most of that locked in or, you know, bought for, bought for next year. Cause I know it's 40, 45% higher than last fall, but still cheaper than last spring. Um, so kind of locking in some prices there to kind of know where you're at. But, you know, I've talked to other guys and, and myself, you know, what the land prices values going up. Um, and then with the commodity prices where they are and, you know, pulling some yields, we've, we've seen and already heard of quite a bit of, um, land rent, you know, going up, you know, anywhere from 50 to a hundred bucks an acre cash rent. And, um, so it's going to be, going to be interesting, but you're going to want to lock down those things early and, and kind of know where you're at headed into the next year for myself anyways. So I have a plan set in place. So I know kind of where I'm at and, and where I can be and, and things I can expand on. And then as far as, land land sales too around us we've had had a ton just really close to the farm and uh, with some record prices too and it, it's kind of you know for for a young guy like me you know at times it can be a little struggle to watch some of the the, the much larger farmers come in and 
and you you know you want that piece of ground that's right next to the farm but it's kind of hard at prices like this and just getting going to to really have a, a foot get a foot and to have a place in the in the door on a on a land sale you know things like that but again trying to improve what i have and and lock down things so i can be as most profitable as i can uh, for myself heading into where, where prices are going and, and things like that yeah 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 it's uh it's we've talked about that quite a bit on the podcast on land values and improving land and you know what uh what water management and drainage can do for for land you already have on just absolutely your bottom line and i know you've done a bunch of that and it's really helped so um thank you for that and uh and you know to all those listening too it's uh it's something that when you get when you get in a position where you just feel like how uh how can I grow um, when land prices are this high? You need to be considering other options to grow with what you already have and just improving it. Yeah, that's exactly where I've been. You know, if you can't, you know, sorry, no, I did buy a piece of ground, you know, kind of right out of college. And, uh, and then the next year I improved that and some other pieces we've had that I've, I've taken on, we've gotten improved. So you can't get in the market, you know, right now, especially um, when we're trying to expand and, and grow a little bit, you can't with the cash price or uh, cash rent price or you know land values you that's not calling the value and you know in increasing the value in the land that you have and and making it way more profitable and you know seeing the benefit probably even quicker than, than maybe even a land purchase that time so it's uh it's been a good deal for me too yeah yeah great great well dylan i'll leave you with uh you and i have talk every once in a while and visit about uh, things that we both enjoy sports and things i know you're a big vikings fan and you know we're uh i haven't talked to you about this at all yet in 2022 but um off to a good start my personal opinion is i'm not uh holding my breath on uh on it not being just an average season by the end but what are you thinking yeah no i i see where you're coming from there and you know a lot of these games last year we were losing for sure and um, so we just kind of have that mindset as a Minnesota sports fan that, hey, you know, if something's bound to happen or the tides are going to turn a little bit, we won't get those extra scores. But, you know, it says something about a team that can go out and win these games too, I think. But I like uh, I like Kevin O'Connell. I like kind of what he's doing in the innovative offense we're going to have. We already see just a bunch, like last week a bunch of, you know, trick plays and things like that to get 10, 15 yards, not even to make big plays. And, you know, just using all our options I think is awesome. I think they're – they're a better group because of it and, and the way he kind of has brought them together. But um, if you look at our schedule the rest of the way out, and we got Miami this week with the quarterback down, and, um, you know, the Bills will be will, won't be a favorite in that, but I'll, and maybe the Packers at the end of the year at Lambeau. Other than that, we're probably going to be the favorite, you know, in every game the rest of the way out. So if you look at the schedule and, you know, I just I think we're sitting in the driver's seat now with Green Bay maybe not being quite as good as we thought they were going to be and, you know, to win the North. And so I don't know what that says about, I don't know if we're competing with the Philadelphia's yet and Bills and, and teams like that. But I think, uh, you know, a, a two or three, maybe four loss season isn't definitely out of the question winning the North. So there is some hope, but wow. I, I definitely can see where, you know, we think, oh, we could have lost the last three games too. So, but it seems yeah, well, way to win, right? I like, I like the optimism. I just, I'm not convinced that our defense is good enough, but, uh, but we'll see, and and I do agree that uh, you know our schedule is is in a position where we can win a bunch of them. So um, yeah, you never know. And in in the, in the NFL, uh, you just got to hang on and 
and you know win a lot of those close games because so many of them are close for every team. So no, exactly. And if you you put like the two new schemes together defensively and offensively, that's a lot of change again. You know, for for guys. So just looking forward. Hopefully, the next few weeks we really can figure some of this stuff out. But again, who knows? Like you said, everything's close and, and tight NFL, and so. Um, a major injury can happen or anything like that, and then that totally changed the, the spectrum of the, of the rest of the year, too. So, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, talking about injury and stuff, stay safe out there um, as you finish up here this harvest this year and uh, don't want to ruin a couple of good years with some kind of uh, accident. So talking to everybody out there listening, just uh, have a great harvest and stay safe. and. Thanks for your time today, Dylan. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it, Jimmy. Thanks for the call. And yes, everyone have a good harvest and stay safe. Thanks for joining us today on The Water Table. You can find us at watertable.ag. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can also find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms.